This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. We are... Welcome uh, back to the hang now. On, live. We're not, hang on, we're not prepared him, we're prepared him. It's not like it's on BBC, is it? It's live in it. Right, welcome back to the now live Andy Takes That Chance podcast. Uh, apologize, uh, apologies for uh, the little intro uh, issues that we've had there, but um, in truth, we've spent about five minutes doing that, which is probably a little bit longer than the AFL spent stress testing the iFollow service yesterday. So, uh, hello and welcome to the uh, live Andy Takes That Chance post-match review. This episode, as always, is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Uh, pubs aren't quite open yet, but you can go to magicrockbrewing.com forward slash shop where any orders over £40 qualify for free delivery. Uh, with me today, we've got Neil, uh, Cosy, and Huddersfield Town owner and chairman, Phil Hodgkinson. Welcome, everyone. Morning. Morning, Matt. Morning. So, uh, Huddersfield nil, Wigan two. Um, who wants to kick us off with with that one? I would open it with a bad dream, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> do you know what? <laughs> it, it looked. Well, it it when you would beat a Middlesbrough in a pre-season, you know, closed doors, and I was kind of high up. So I don't know. At twelve thirty, they'd lost three 0 So I kind of think, okay, we'd bet them, and but but could we believe it was going to go as bad as that? There's no point flowering it up. Neil, I watched it with you. It were, it were absolutely appalling, mate, wasn't it? We were so bad. I'll be honest, the biggest disappointment for me yesterday was you managed to get a different stream working for us, so we actually watched it. Um, it, it were awful, wasn't it? There's no, there's no sugarcoating it up. It was dreadful. I think for the first maybe 10 minutes, we looked okay. Um, Grant looked like they were clear on the one-on-one, flagged offside. I haven't seen that back, so whether they were offside or not, I don't know. And that could have been a bit of a game changer early doors. But from sort of 15 minutes onwards, we, simply put, Wigan were just better than us, weren't they? All over pitch, they were better than us. Um, Morsey had a great game. Pilkington looked quality in, in patches. But in truth, they didn't have to be particularly good to beat us, did they? Which, after a, a decent sort of new pre-pre-season or whatever you want to call it um, it was just massively disappointing I, I think we all had higher hopes yesterday I don't think anybody expected it to be easy because it's Wigan side let's not forget they're in great form 
Um, they've beaten Leeds away. They've beaten West Brom away. Not not too, not too long back. Um, it, there was nothing to hold on to from yesterday for me. That that was the biggest. Man. I couldn't even pick a player out who I thought, yeah, he's played well. And a, a couple of them just looked disinterested. Neil, his, his fitness were appalling. I mean, we've been hearing all week from the manager how, you know, he was saying it. I've no excuse now because I mentioned I didn't have a pre-season before. Our fitness theirs were unbelievable. <laughs> it was just, and there were, there were a couple of th- a few things for me. I mean, we started well the first ten minutes. Then we were holding on. I thought we got to that first drinks break. I thought, good. Now that that could be good for us. I remember the commentator saying, uh, "That might be bad for him because they were getting on top." But we didn't kind of heed the warning. Went behind, you know, to a poor goal. And then, you know, half time, I'm thinking, right, we were saying, Neil, let's be brave here. It's not working. Make some changes. We've got five subs here. Lo and behold, we trot back on with the same team, which maybe you know, okay, first game back, and we, you know, wouldn't that preseason game? So give them a chance. But I was calling for Smith Rowe to come off at half time for Pritchard. It didn't make much difference in the end, but it did happen by that. But there were a goal in between. And you said to me, that's it, the game's done. And I'd like to think, come on, we must have a bit of fight in us. But there were nothing. And for me then, we were just slinging subs on. But they were all like for like. There were no like game changing subs or different. It, it was just a total disaster, wasn't it? And then obviously, yeah. after, after the game, the I follow, you know, carry on that we were kind of hearing about. And to me, and again, I don't know, but it looked like we had, to, obviously, we've heard about Charlton, you know, players not playing past June the 30th, the whole city players. It looked like to me, mate, we had four or five guys on there that were playing the last few games and they will not be playing past June the 30th. Yeah. They looked disinterested. Someone like Danny Simpson, I want to call him out. I thought it was appalling. How many times to give the ball away? They're unbelievable. You know, it was ridiculous. Yeah. So we get to a so, stage where, you know. All, 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 that, all that said. Let's be fair. There's only one person's opinion this room we want to know about. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want another three-month break after that, honestly. Yeah. Phil, talk, talk us through it. Talk us through your thoughts. Obviously, uh, you, you're, a, you're a fan, same as us, so you're sitting there, you know, taking your chairman's hat off. You're sitting there as a fan watching that. Tell us what you're thinking. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm, 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 I'm not going to call out individual players or, 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 or anyone individually because I don't think that's right, so I'm not going to do no. that. Um, yeah. You know, what I would say is that that performance yesterday was the opposite of every training session I've seen over the last five weeks, and it was the opposite of how we played against Sheffield United, Hull City and Middlesbrough. I mean, it, it bore no resemblance. I, I just sat there. I, I was shell-shocked because I just wasn't expecting it, and, and I wasn't expecting it from the point of view of what I've seen, what, what I've seen on the training ground and what I've seen in the games that we've played. And it's I, I, genuinely, it's like, I can't even explain it. I genuinely can't explain it. I, 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 it was one of, the, one of the rare times. And I've been watching town for 43 years and I've seen some woeful, abject performances. But, you know, I, I really, I really have, I've got nothing. I've got nothing because... You, you know, the, 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 the training sessions have been upbeat, the fitness levels, uh, you know, are better than they have been. Definitely, I've seen the stats. Um, the way that we played in the three warm-up games, which is really four warm-up games, because obviously the number of minutes that we played, they, they, were, they were all more than 90-minute games, um, was was better than that. But but yesterday, we, 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 we couldn't play through Wigan's press. We didn't break any lines. We had, I think, 70% possession. Um, yeah. and, but but we just didn't really 
do anything with it. And, and um, it's a shame. I mean, with, with the games that we played, it's a shame. We, we, all, all clubs agreed that they wouldn't put out the videos of the games or say what the scores were, etc. But it's a real shame that we can't do that because if you'd have seen the way that we played in those games, I mean, I watched, I watched them. I didn't go to them, but I watched them all because uh, we, vid- we videoed them uh, and I watched them all and I was really looking forward to it yesterday. I was thinking, right, this is going to be... If we're, if we're, we're going to play like that, then I'm, I'm, I'm excited. And it just never happened. And I, can, I genuinely can't explain it. Like I say, I'm not going to dig individual players out, but what, what I will say is that from my perspective, um, as a supporter, not just as chairman, um, I, I, want, I, I can take defeat as hard as it is if, if those players walk off that pitch and you know they've given 100%. You know, if they've given everything and they've battled and fought and, and, and given everything that they can, then I can accept losing. But I, that didn't happen yesterday for me. Just, just, it just, it was bizarre. They were so quiet as well. You know, you probably, you probably won't have picked it up on 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 the sixty minutes of I follow that everyone got. Um, but it was they were really quiet. It was a real lack of talking on the pitch from from senior players that you'd expect. There was there was a real lack of talking. It was really quiet and. It was just a really surreal to watch. It, it, it did not reflect anything that's gone on in the last few weeks at all. And, and we, we watched it with um, this stream that Cosy sorted out for us, and we, we watched it with the Wigan commentary, and the, they were absolutely flabbergasted at how sort of straightforward a performance it was for them. I mean, as soon as Pilkington scored, but Pilkington, O'Brien, or goal, whatever you want to call it. Mm. As soon as that's gone in, we're all thinking, well, I thought we were done at one just because of how the game were going, but then obviously 2-0 that early in the second half and, and they were just really, really surprised of what a sort of a stroll it was for them and they haven't really broke a sweat, have they? And the fact that they've only used one sub up until the last few minutes and brought, you know, I think they brought three on in one go, didn't they, a couple of minutes from end? Yeah. And yeah. that were, you know, that was just obviously killing time a bit for them, so... You can't blame. I, I I don't buy into this. We didn't look fit and what have you. I, I just thought we just looked poor. I don't think it would have to do with fitness. I think I think we were just poor. And I think if games going for you on pitch, it's a lot easier to not look unfit because obviously yeah. you, you're all you're all in the moment and you're playing well and you're moving ball well and, and whatever else. But we we just looked disinterested. We looked, we looked a bit of a a shadow of where we've been in some recent performances. To be, I mean, saying recent. Obviously, we're going back a few months now, aren't we? But in fixture-wise, apart from I thought we were poor at Leeds, and unfortunately yesterday, we had a great chance to sort of kick back into some form, and we just didn't get anywhere near any kind of level that you your confidence going to keep us in this league. And we are what, what anybody thinks we are in a relegation battle, aren't we? You know, it's uh, th- this, these are the facts. With but luckily, we're not awful. Yeah, with a squad that should be in the top six. On paper, definitely, definitely, definitely better than where we are. Without a doubt, yeah. Yeah, and not on performance, but on paper, um, you know, and and we're 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 sat here, you know, we're sat here all 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 thinking, and everyone's thinking, you know, let's hope there's three teams worse than us, and and we shouldn't be thinking that. And look, all our, the only people that know what happened yesterday deep down is the players. They're the only people that really know deep down what, went, what happened and what went wrong. 
Um, yeah, you know, the, the, the Danny and the coaches have done everything right. They definitely weren't expecting that performance. They haven't seen anything in the preseason game. Well, I call them preseason games because it was really um, that, that would indicate that that was going to happen. So uh, only only the players that played in that game yesterday will will know deep down what 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 happened, what went wrong, what was going through the reds. I, I, I really don't know. I don't. I just don't. It was that bad. I mean, Bill, have you have you spoke to Danny since? Kind of obviously we've seen a no. We, it, it's, we, we, I, I never ever will speak to a manager after a game. We we we'd always leave it at least twenty four hours just to let everything settle. Just generally because um, sometimes it's good to watch a game back before you discuss it. You know, watch it again in the cold light of day. Uh, and, yeah. and so we we you know, it, it, and it's not it's not healthy. You know, it's it's the, it's the wrong time to discuss a game whether you win, lose or draw really straight after it, you know, emotions can be running high and, and, and like I say, but when, when you're watching a game, you see things in real time and then when you watch it back, you, you do you do see things differently, um, positively and negatively. So, you know, that's important. But if you, if you look at the stats and I've, in, in these 12, how many weeks is it? 12, 14, 16, 20 oh, yeah, weeks, yeah. I've lost track of time. But I've, I've looked, I've been looking at sort of our stats and things like that, and 60% of the goals that we've conceded from open play have been from crosses. 60%. That's a lot. The thing is, the warning signs were there yesterday. Before they scored first goal, there were two or three times that got in down that side. So easy, effortless, and a poor final pass or a block probably stopped them getting in front earlier than they did. And we didn't, like Cosy said, we had that water break and we were sort of relieved at that point, thinking a couple of minutes here, get yourself sorted out, a few words in, get organised. But as Cosy said, we didn't heed the warning at all and we were, you can't even say we were caught cold because it was coming, wasn't it? It, it? it was coming, you could see it coming and then when it came, it was soft. Yeah. And I then Pilkin should have scored. Yeah, I thought we were, I thought we were weak down the left-hand side in the first half. We were, uh, we were poor. Definitely. Everything came down there, right and our left, and we were we were we yep. were really weak down the left hand side. Um, the only thing that I will say is that it's it, it's a wake up call for everyone, including the players, manager, you know, everyone at the club. It's a, it's a big wake up call, and I suppose the the only it's like I'm, I'm going to use the word positive. I don't know where I'm getting it from, but the only positive that you can take from that is that it's better to have a wake up call on the first game of nine rather than the eighth, isn't it? Um, and, and let's hope they, 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 they yeah. take that and, and, and we see a massive improvement next summer. That, that's what, the, that's the only plus for me is that we're going into a game away at Knox Forest next week now and you'd look at that on paper and think at a minute, that, that's a tough and you know, they're flying, you know, looking for a playoff place. But then you take, you, you watch that yesterday, you take the crowd factor out of it. I mean, to be fair, we can, we, we can commentate said Nate and they said, Huddersfield players would be glad they're in the crowd in today for the end of this game. Phil, that's um, what uh, Neil, Neil Dickinson's just mentioned that. Do you think a lack of fan noise and encouragement through the game had a negative impact on us? Do the players need g up during games? Obviously, you were there. What, what would you say to that? Look, um, football is not football without fans and football will never be football without fans in a stadium. So... It, it, it is, it is going to have an effect, but it will affect both sides, all teams, every level. It's, it's, it's the same for everyone. So, you know, we've got five away games, we've got four home games. So if, if, if we're going to, will it have made a difference? Absolutely. 
Should you expect very well-paid footballers to be able to block that out and get on with the job that they get paid very well for? I would expect that personally. Um, Absolutely. But, you know, if if we're going to use that argument, then we've got five away games and with four home games and five away games. So we should be able to use that to our advantage in those five away games, shouldn't we? You'd hope so, because the, the, the percentage of away wins across all the leagues over the world is massive since this restart with no fans in it. So there clear, the clearly is that factor. So let's hope with five away games left. It's flipping out of favour a little bit. Matt, what were your view uh, yesterday? Uh, you sat there pensive. You don't want my view, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I thought we were pathetic, um, in all honesty. It's, it's kind of three months that you're waiting for a game of football and um, I made the joke to you didn't I because before the game that Middlesbrough looked like they've been sat on the couch for three months watching Netflix and and I've, I wish I, I wish I was still watching it yesterday um, I think I think from our point of view uh, the way we set up uh, you know 12 months I've been banging on that Callan Grant for me is not a central striker he can't lead the line um, I think that sets us up wrong from a start we obviously we didn't have much choice much choice you know Munier is injured Campbell's injured. I just thought we couldn't get a foothold in the final third. We couldn't get up the pitch. We couldn't transition from the middle to the final third. Smith Rowe, just, I thought Wigan played well. Wigan played really well. Defensive midfield, Williams had a great game. Uh, Kipre is a centre-back who's who are like, and, and they just smothered Smith Rowe. Uh, and to be honest, out wide and up front, we offered little threat and movement. And it, it just felt that mentally we, what I'd like to know from Phil really is mentally, what was the, uh, might not know, but the mindset of the players, you're walking into an environment where you've got your home comforts, you've got your massage therapist, you've got your everything for you, you know, your drinks and everything. All of a sudden, everything changes for all of these players and it also doesn't feel like home anymore. And I was going to say the point, Neil, about Germany, you know, a lot of away teams winning. Uh, how does, how do you think it affects the players mentally walking into their stadium and not having their, home comforts and everything that they're used to and everything lined up that they would do and having to go in in certain groups and how much does that throw throw them and all of a sudden they walk out on the pitch and excuse me and everything's different you know there's no crowd and and I, th- I think it, it kind of puts them off puts them off the stride and it's just something that we just never seem to recover from and and to be honest I thought we maybe should have been aware of that considering what's gone on uh, across Europe. Well, we 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 um, we trained uh, on Wednesday in the stadium and played a played a eleven v eleven full game as part of training in the stadium on Wednesday and it was empty and we trialed crowd noise we've got recordings of crowd noise and we trialed it and, and actually um, I think a decision was made uh, not by me but I think a decision was made that it was actually too loud and too distracting and they couldn't get instructions out and, and it, the decision was made not to pipe that crowd noise in um, so and, and that's that's the choice of, um, of, of of the of the management team and the players I think from the point of view of uh, everyone all the players looked like they were in a really good positive place leading up to the game um, certainly didn't get any feeling of any negative vibes any negativity everyone was positive we, we put in some really strong performances uh, in those in those warm-up games really really good attacking football really, really um, energetic press, lots of good patterns of play, lots of breaking lines. Um, you know, we looked really dangerous. I mean, we could have hit double figures in one of those games and, and that's absolutely 
probably two of them actually, um, and that's that's no exaggeration. So, like I say, I genuinely, I, I don't think the only people that can possibly know what happened yesterday is the players, because certainly, you know, it, I think you know Danny said in his interview he was disappointed, but you, you could see on Danny's face it was like, where's that come from? It was just like, I don't know where it came from. No one knows where it came from. It's and it's up to the players, but. You know what we need for the next eight games, and what we need at this football club, what we need for the next eight games, and what we need at this football club moving forward is players that are prepared to roll the sleeves up, get their head down, and get into a battle and a fight because that's that's what you've got to do. Um, this, this, I'm, I'm going to try not to roll out any cliches, but you know, you, you've got to put maximum effort in, in any game, no matter who you're playing. You have to, doesn't matter who the opposition is, whether you're home or away, whether there's supporters or not. You've got to you've got to be willing to roll your sleeves up and battle and, and Wigan yesterday it it was it was it wasn't uh, pretty but they got the job done and they were aggressive they pressed high they were energetic and they caused us trouble the two goals I thought we gave away thought they were poor other than that they didn't look massively dangerous they weren't consistently dangerous but when they did go forward they did they did look dangerous but we just seemed to. But I'd agree with Matt. We just didn't really create enough for all that possession for the players that we had on the pitch. We did have some chances. Their goalkeeper made a fantastic save in the first half from uh, from, the, from the free kick from Bakuna. I don't know whether oh, that was before yeah. Apollo came on, but he made a yeah. fantastic save. That was going in. Um, and we had a couple of other chances, but yeah, just... Phil, wow. there's, there's a couple of questions coming in. Uh, Daniel Rolls, Wakey Terrier. Where are we in terms with short-term extensions for the loans and out-of-contract players? Lossell, Simpson, Emil Swithrow, Kachunga, Shalabar, Willock. Because I, I thought it might have been a bit harsh early, but it just looked like to me they were finishing, a lot of them were finished 30th of June and played like that to me. Is, oh, is that all, 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 those, all those loans have been extended. So yeah, they're all extended until the season completes. So no, not, not none of that. Um, mo- most of the, uh, I, I think, as it stands, the players that are out of contract on the 30th of June are, are, are all to play, no issues. There's not been any issues on, on, on that so far. Um, you know, and, and quite rightly, we, we we can't make any decisions on whether we renew contracts and so on for those that are out of contract until we know which division we're in. That's the reality of it. And, you, you know, you, you never do. Clubs don't make those decisions until until they get to the end of the season, which is usually, you know, early May, which gives you plenty of time up to the 30th of June. Um, but unfortunately, circumstances dictate. So I, I don't know. Like I say, it's only the players that know. And, and I, I wouldn't even like to speculate because you could ask one of the players and say, you know, are you committed? And they'll say, yeah. <laughs> only, only they know. So I think, you know, from that point of view, they've, they've just got to... Look at themselves, but you know, from from my perspective, if if there are players, and I'm not suggesting for one minute that there are, by the way, but if there are players that feel like that, then you know, we we I'm sure that the management team and the coaches would be aware of it. And if that is the case, then I'd be expecting us to be playing some of our talented younger players who are going to give everything. They might make some mistakes. They might not be quite ready for you know, 25 games in the championship. But if if we have if we have got that scenario, which I'm not suggesting we have, then that's what that's what I want to see. I want to see we've got some real talent in our academy. Um, you know, players that have been on the periphery that that um, I think would grab the chance to step up, and that's what I'd I'd expect to happen. 
I think there's a good question coming from Chris K, and I'm, I'll put this to Neil and Cosy if you don't mind, Phil, because I, I don't know if you want to answer this. Really. Is it about Twitter? <laughs> it's not about Twitter, but <laughs> not yet, not yet, not yet, no. Um, do you think there are enough bullies in the team, you two? So you're looking at that team, and, and maybe we roll no. over a bit too easy. I think it's a good point from Chris. I've been watching the 94-95 New Beginning video uh, slash DVD. Uh, again, and there's so many characters in that team, you know, like your Bullocks, your Jepsons, and you can see they all get into scuffles and it's like one in, all in, and they all dive in. Whereas Pritchard gets taken out, Stankovic gets taken out yesterday, and everyone just kind of lollops around a bit. Do you think there's not enough, not enough sort of, I wouldn't say bullies, but sort of brute strength, you know, your enforcer types, if you like. Do you think we maybe lack that? that, maybe, that I think that's maybe Hog should be doing that a bit more? I think that's been a problem for a few years. We're not just talking about yesterday or this season. I think that's been a problem going back. I'll add to it, um, Neil, as well. Do you think those players exist anymore in that form as well? Are ready? they very different types now? I think it is. The, the, the game has moved on, but that doesn't stop Will to win and fighting for teammates. And we, we didn't see any of that yesterday. And I think, if I'm being honest, I think a lot of that comes a lot easier if the game's going well and they've all got sort of three points in sight, etc. But I think when it's going against you like it did yesterday, I think we've got too many wide a little bit, or a lot. And I think that's that was a, a major worry for me yesterday with eight, eight tough games left. There was so, one moment yesterday, Neil. Jonathan Og, we saw it, didn't we? Absolutely creamed someone out, didn't it? We were in front yeah. of kind of the Kilner Bank with a, a strong tackle, and he just went out of sync from, from kind of the rest of the rest of the yeah. game really but I mean the, the way Schindler for me that was he got bullied of, didn't he oh I think that's happened quite a bit this season to be honest with you I hate kind of calling players out especially for someone who's given us so to be, much but to, to be fair to Chris yesterday I mean he's a big lad isn't he that, he's a good player yeah. that keeper and he was doing really a left back player. he was doing a left back yeah. job there Toffolo were in the middle it was a strange one that first goal yeah he got dragged out Kiefer Moore pulled wide didn't he and Schindler went with him and Toffolo just covered round it's it's sort of standard fullback players and it just to sort of tuck in um it, it just Kiefer Moore is a good player I think he's, he's one of those that's been waiting to catch fire in the championship and he had a chance with Ipswich I think and it didn't quite work out and I, I think we're now seeing they scored a goal against Reading uh just before the virus broke out and it was outstanding uh you know a little flick at the front post and he's someone who's really catching fire Williams in midfield for Wigan as well is a really good player I think he's He's been at Everton and um, Kipre, the centre-back. Uh, my cousin's a big fan of Scottish football. He's a Rangers fan and he, he tells me Kipre was absolutely awful at Motherwell. But to me, he looks like a good centre-back at this level. So I think we're going to... The, the, the problem side. yesterday was they, they want a player there who, for us yesterday, we'd gone once stood next to you in a war, in a battle, in a fight, and we just looked totally bereft of any kind of scrap in us. You'd say Johnny Hog, Hog, you'd say Hog wouldn't you, but... Johnny Og is the yeah. one player we've got, but Johnny Og can only be as effective doing his job if he's got the players around him doing their job. Otherwise, Oggy can look a bit headless. But he, he needs those players. He needs to go and scrap and win a ball like he did. And then I think he needs more of a... Take it off him and carry on playing there. I was going to say, do you think he needs more of a playmaker next to him? Yeah, he does. Yeah. And, to, and to not have any of that yesterday around him, he, he is going to struggle in it. I think one thing you can never accuse Johnny Og of is he's not caring. He's not no. a shrinking violet, is he, Jonathan? No, no, and, and you know he clearly cares, um, but sometimes caring is not enough, is it? Oh, we've got. Uh, well, it's time to talk about it. Uh, one for managed shooter. What drove you to vent your spleen on Twitter last night? Uh, do you think it's appropriate for a chairman to do, considering the to toxic 
and the number of trolls and ones that are on this platform. You consider just before that as well, though. Sorry, because I think you consider that there's a couple of chairmen do do this already. One of them is a bit more gets a bit more stick in Darren McAntony, but the other one, Akron, it comes off really well, doesn't it? So, um, just to add to that, Phil, do you think it's something you look to do going forward if if it gets a little bit better, maybe? Uh, look, so uh, David David Phil Sykes uh, texted me last night and and and, and just said. Do you, do, do you mind me asking why you've un, unblocked your account? Um, just out of interest. Uh, and, and by the way, I know David's watching, and I just think that a massive shout out to David Thelfall Sykes and our media team at Huddersfield um, because they did an amazing job to find two minutes of highlights out of yesterday's game and put them on YouTube. Uh, and I think that that is very apt on Father's Day on Sunday to say well done to those boys and that's the second time in history that water has been turned into wine so kudos to them for finding two minutes of highlights I thought it was an impressive job by them um, but look um, after that performance yesterday um, so, so so I decided quite a few weeks ago that I was going to come off Twitter nothing to do with football nothing to do with Huddersfield Town nothing to do with that I just think certainly over the last few months that Twitter has become everything that's wrong with our society. Just generally, the politics side of it, the, I just think Twitter's just eating itself alive. So I've made a decision that I was going to come off Twitter uh, before the end of the summer because generally, nothing to do with football at all. But I took my account off private because I felt that someone needed to front that up yesterday. Uh, I felt that someone needed to front it up and that... You know, wh wh why not me? Um, from the point of view of, you know, a few people have, have said, uh, oh, you know, it wasn't very professional and should a chairman do that? Um, for me, we we need to set examples. And I'm, uh, I'm born and bred in Yorkshire and, and my mother brought me up to treat people in the same way that they treated me. And that's how I, that's how I, everyone's an equal, but I will always, Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. I always treat people in the same way that they treat me and I will speak to people in the same way that they speak to me. And I think that it doesn't matter whether I'm a football club owner or chairman or a business owner, I've got every right to do that. And so some people didn't take too kindly to my responses, but my responses were in the exact same tone as what they were saying to me. Um, there is no place in this day and age for personal abuse to anybody. 
about the colour of the skin, your skin, the way you look, uh, anything like that. There's absolutely no place in society for personal abuse. Uh, and I think I definitely hold the record for the most personal abuse given to a football chairman at Oldersfield Town in the history of the club without question. Um, and I believe that it's up to me to set an example to my son and to other people that if you're going to be, if you're going to get personal abuse, you've got every right to respond to it in the exact same way. So I wasn't having a meltdown. I haven't had a drink. I haven't lost the plot. I've got absolutely every right as a human being to treat people in the same way that they treat me. And if they're going to post lies and personal abuse on Twitter, they're going to get it back. Um, and they did, and then they got blocked. And I, I put a warning out before before it even began. It said first thing that I tweeted was breaking news. We all get, we're all we all become unhappy about football from time to time, but personal abuse will will, will be blocked. So um, some people will see that as as a, a football chairman shouldn't do that. I'm really sorry. I disagree. In this day and age, I think that every single human being has got a right to reply to respond and to stand up for themselves. And that's exactly what I did. Only in a few instances, by the way, the vast majority of people asked questions and I answered them honestly. And we had some good debate. There was some poor banter and there was some good banter. Um, and and that, that's what it was about. So there was no meltdown. There was no rant. I wasn't in a particularly, you know, go, going off on one. I thought that someone needed to front up after that. I saw no reason why on this occasion that shouldn't be me. I've made the decision to come off Twitter a few weeks ago. I will be coming off Twitter in the future. Nothing to do with last night, nothing to do with football. Um, but I think that those rational supporters after yesterday deserve the, uh, the, the option to, to vent. And if they vent in the right way and, and they criticise in the right way and it doesn't become personal, I'll respond and I'll reply. And that's what I did. But... Um, no, Andy, I, I disagree. I think that if people expect me as chairman of the football club um, not to have a right of reply and not to be able to defend uh, personal abuse, then that's not a society or a world that I want to live in. And, and I refuse to conform to that belief because that is then me setting an example to other people in different walks of life who get personal abuse to just sit there and take it. And it's bang out of order. Phil, do you think? Uh, sorry to interrupt you, Phil. In full, in full flow, do you think maybe there's, with with, you know, we, we've people have been cooped up for three months. There, I think we, we've seen with some of the protests and things, things are spilling over a bit. Twitter's spilling over, everything's spilling over. Do you think maybe the timing could have been a bit better? Maybe not Saturday night after, as you know, losing a six pointer. Do you think maybe if you'd have surfaced today or Monday, do you think the response might have been a bit different, perhaps? Now, I'm playing golf today, Matt, so that won't work. I'll be busy next week. So, um, but, play through, lads. I'm just tweeting. Yep. Got it. <laughs> but, uh, but look, from my perspective, I'm damned if I do and I'm damned if I don't. Okay. So, if I'm not on social media, if I don't say anything to anybody, if I stay silent, I'm criticized. If I come out and front it up and be, be brave about it and deal with it in my way, because it is my way. Yeah. And, 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 and that's my right. I get criticised for it. So, it, you know, it, 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 it's my choice. And I, I chose to do it because I felt that, you know, someone should front up after that. And why, why not me? Will I be doing it after every game? No, uh, absolutely not. Um, but look, when, when I 
bought the football club, I, I knew that it was going to be a really, really difficult job. You know, almost impossible to follow someone who's had the success that Dean's had. And so I knew what I was getting into and I knew it was going to be hard. And the reason that I feel that I've got every right to reply in the same manner to that personal abuse is that I, I took it on knowing it was going to be hard. I, I didn't shy away from that. and I'll never walk away from it. I'll never shy away from it. And I'm very determined and very hard working. And what people just need to understand, and, and it's difficult, but what people need to understand is that when you get relegated in the manner that we did, um, that has a sweeping effect on everybody associated with the club, the fans, the people that work there, the players. It has a massive, massive effect. And you don't recover from that overnight. And, and throwing a load of money at it doesn't fix it. It just puts a sticking plaster over the problem. And, you know, what we need as a football club, in my opinion, is a full reset, a full 100%, wind it all back, start again, an identity, a style of play that we can recruit to, that people want to watch. And that takes time. And people are frustrated. I'm frustrated, you know, but people just need to be patient. And, you know, we will get it right, but it's not going to happen tomorrow. Um, you know, unless people have missed something, the world is a very different place now. And football is a very, very different place. There are over 1,300 free agents this summer, footballers, 1,300. There are clubs releasing players that aren't out of contract. The will, championship clubs will not be flinging tens of millions of pounds round. We, we, this pandemic has already cost us millions as a football club and it's going to cost us many more. And so what we've got to do is make sure that we are, um, we run the club in the right way to make sure that we get through this and we're stronger for it. So, you know, people are going to have to be even more patient because we've been dealt a set of circumstances that nobody expected and we've got to deal with what's in front of us and it's going to be tough. And we've got to be really careful and sensible um, and, and we've got to make sure that the changes that we make are ones that are permanent, not temporary. I think part, I think part of the problem yesterday <clears throat> was that Obviously, the game was pretty abysmal. Um, so there was nothing to cling on to there. People were all geared up with the iFollow stuff. That failed. Yeah. So that that were that added to obviously the dreadful performance that most of us witnessed for however long we saw it for. Um, so there were never going to be a good time to to sort of front that up. Um, personally speaking, I'd, I'd have probably left it last night. I don't. I'd, I don't think you can't reason sometimes. No, as much as, as much as you want to, and I think sometimes I think in in hindsight, I think maybe I'd I'd, I'd have probably left it last night. Being being totally honest, because yeah. well, there, there were a lot of anger about on back at performance and back at eye follow stuff. Yeah, we we look Neil. We all make mistakes. We Absolutely. All, yeah. We all say things that that we regret either straight away or or later. And, and the important thing is is to learn from those. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying whether it was or it wasn't a mistake or whether I should or I shouldn't. It's happened, it's gone, it's in the past. And, and you know, it, it, it is what it is. But, um, you know, some of the personal abuse that I've had for the last 12 months is not acceptable. And, oh, yeah, disgusting. You know, 
Agree with you. And I haven't responded to anybody directly that's done it. And I did last night. And that's my right. And whether it was whether people see that as right or wrong is completely up to them. And I respect their opinions. I have to. Yeah. But I, I did I did what I felt was right. Uh, would I do it again? Probably not, because I did get to it took up my entire evening and I've got better things to do. Um, but but I did it, and some people won't like it, and some people will like it, and some people, you know, will will have no opinion whatsoever. To be honest, daft thing is with with all that yesterday, then with iPhone or stuff, they go and if we go beat Forest next week, nobody gives a toss about this week. Then anyway, to be fair, Phil, could so, you uh, just give us a bit of insight into how different it was yesterday? For example, did we use three changing rooms? Did we come on two buses? We couldn't go to the hotel before the game, etc. What was different that we wouldn't have seen yesterday? Obviously, we know there were no fans in. How, how different was it? I know, uh, I think the Oggy and a Matt had to wait. Is it half past one till they could get in the ground? Obviously, that's from a radio part of view. What what was it? Just totally different. Yeah. Yeah, so, so um, you only allow a certain number of people in, in certain areas, even even down at pitch side, that's the red zone. So you have to, you're only allowed in that area if you've been tested within the last 48 hours. Um, anybody coming in, even myself, you have to fill in a questionnaire uh, beforehand and hand it in when you get there. Uh, you have your temperature checked, you have to wear a mask um, and... and, and you know, boardrooms not open. Uh, you, there's, 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 it's completely different. It's completely different. Uh, all, all the Wigan players all drove themselves over in cars. Uh, our players did, <laughs> um, and and, um, and 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 you know that that is that is what they've been told to do. Um, so it was it was yeah. There, there were lots of it night and day. I mean, you know, it was completely different, and it was. Uh, it, it was it was strange, uh, but but you know we've we, we, that's what we have to do. That's what everyone's decided and voted on it, and we're going to finish the season. And so finish the season, we have to do. So when, it, play, when players are substituted, are, are they given a directive to walk straight down to them back to changing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 because if they're in the red zone, it's overload. There's too many. There's only so many people allowed in that area, so they have to walk straight down the tunnel and, and right, go right. To, to the designated area because otherwise there's too many people then because the subs the subs are out of the red zone when the subs come down that then there's too many people so they have to walk straight out of the red zone down down the tunnel that's that's yeah. my I, I just want to clear that up because a lot of people have been a bit of a pop at smith row for when he got subbed for steaming straight down the tunnel but obviously no no they, you, they, they have, have to shoot they have to go straight down the tunnel as quickly as possible uh, because yeah. otherwise oh. you're breaching the regulations for people in that red zone area yeah phil you mentioned about Three windows, famously, where you know, where kind of when you took over, in view of kind of where we're at with COVID and just where the club is at the moment, would you say he's probably going to take a bit longer than that to to sort it out? Obviously, we've had two of the windows, but well, weird. Well, if I say twelve, then 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 obviously that that gives me <laughs> a bit of leeway. Uh, I, I think it, I think it, I think it. COVID hasn't helped, um, so I, I do think it. Yeah, it, I can't. Oh, I can't. I, I'd like to think that we could, um, you know, we could have got it done in three windows. I'd like to think that we still can, but that's in an ideal world and we certainly ain't living in one of those right now. So I don't know is the honest answer. I, I was confident that it was three windows before COVID happened. We now don't know when the window's going to open, how long it's going to last for. You know, the, there's, there's the money, money in football this next 12 months is not there, so... You know, you, you, you look at no supporters in grounds, it affects us, but you look at the top six in the Premier League, that's going to cost them about 100 million quid each, plus 
So they ain't going to be bouncing money around all over the place. You know, you look at the championship, Premier League, Premier League clubs this season have spent over 250 million on transfers from the championship to the Premier League. 250 million. And I can't see that happening next this next season. I, I'll, I'll be surprised if it does. Um, you know, we've we've lost some of our parachute payments. We're having to give we've had to we're having to give some of that back. We, we're not receiving all of it, and that's permanent, not temporary. Um, but that you know we're we're losing out on on that some of the parachute payments. It's significant. Um, Premier League clubs are losing out on some of their TV money. It's significant, and then you've got no revenue streams on match days. So you know, let, let's not pretend that if this doesn't sort itself out sooner rather than later, you're going to see a lot of clubs going to the wall. Trust me. Do you see fans in the stadium soon, Phil, or not? Uh, so France, France announced yesterday that they will, from July the 11th, they're going to allow 5,000 supporters into stadiums. Uh, and I'd like to think that we would follow that subject to how, how this plays out. So I'm hoping that, uh, I, I think the new season will start mid-September. That's my feeling. I don't, I, I've got, you know, that's just my gut feeling. I think it'll be September, probably early to mid-September. And I'd like to think that if people continue to, you know, adhere to the guidelines that we'll be in a position whereby we can at least start the season with at least, you know, 25% capacity. I think the plan in France is to increase that in October to 50%, subject to infection rates and so on and, and gradually through. So, um, again, it's a question that I can't answer, but I think if France have done that, which they announced yesterday, then I can't see any reason why we wouldn't be able to follow suit two months down the line, subject to all things being equal and where we are with this pandemic. So hopefully, fingers crossed. How much would you, how much would you have lost sorry, yesterday from not having anyone in the ground, in, just off your top of your head? I don't think it's just how much we sort of lost yesterday because obviously with, with us not owning the stadium, it's the stadium company that really made the losses, if I'm completely honest. Um, you know, the, the, the losses for us yesterday wouldn't have been significant, but when you look at the, you know, the, the, the refunds for season tickets and the TV revenue that we've lost and the parachute payments that we've lost, yeah, yeah it's, it's in the millions. And the longer this goes on, it'll be, you know, over 10 million. Just, just quickly before we finish, Phil, because obviously appreciate we're tight on time today. Um, is there any plans, any news yet on how the transfer window is going to work and if it's going to, and when and to, etc.? Um, or is that still up in air? No, so so uh, it hasn't been it hasn't been confirmed yet. Uh, FIFA put out, I think, last week that they were talking about the transfer window opening in August and closing early October. That was what FIFA put out. So uh, we haven't had any directive from the FL or the FA or the Premier League yet. But I would imagine that the transfer window will probably open once the playoffs are finished. That's the 4th of August. And I would imagine it will stay open for at least two months. So I, I would imagine August to October seems to make sense. Um, um, I, I actually think it should stay open right the way through the season personally, but that's not going to happen. It has its pluses and minuses. So, um, but yeah, they've made some changes. So the, the next season, players can play for three clubs, not two. So we, we, you know, you can put players out on loan and bring them back and put them out on loan again, which gives the younger players opportunity to get experience and then come and have some games. Yeah. And if we don't feel they're quite ready, we can put them out again. So that's a positive change. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it's it's look. Let, let's let, let's not forget that these are unprecedented times for for for, for the world, but they are for football as well. This isn't. Uh, a normal scenario. There's a lot of things to contend with, and it is tough. But 
we're all in our sleeves up and we're getting on with it. And yes, as a club, we're doing a lot of work on, on, on we've been doing a lot of work for a number of weeks on the transfer window. Lots and lots of work. As the, um, I know this is a personal question, Phil, in, in many ways. Uh, well, it's the club question, but has anybody, are the sort of payments to Dean Hoyle been restructured or postponed or any sort of other outgoing payments, you know, bank loans? Or has there had to be some kind of restructuring at the club or is, is everything still still okay and fine and on track? At this moment in time, um, we're in a fortunate position. and We've got to make sure that our governance is strong and that we stick to that governance to make sure that that position remains uh, you know, solid and strong. So we've got to be very, very careful as a football club that we live within our means, certainly for the next 12 months, because we don't know whether there's going to be a second wave. We don't know whether this is going to come and hit us again in December and January next year. So we've got to be really, really careful. And we've got to, as a club, we have to assume the worst and prepare for the worst. And if the worst doesn't happen, then we've got upsides. If we bury our head in the sand and fling money all over the place and, and, and just guessing that it will happen, then we could be in a really poor position. So we, as a club, we're doing everything to make sure that we're in the strongest possible position and that our governance is strong and solid. And that's what we've got to do. We, we, we can't make any assumptions. Good stuff. Uh, still happy with the direction of the club and the the plane plane staff are going in under the uh, the Cowley brothers. I imagine that'll be a yes. Yeah, I, I look. I, I mean, that's that's. You're asking, I, I asked that on the basis of one or two negative tweets last night, which probably don't carry that much water, to be honest. No, you're asking me a question that I'm never going to answer. You know, so, <laughs> yeah, so you know, I'll uh, I, I'm, I'm never going to answer that because it's it's not it's not something that that you, you talk about publicly. Um, we, look, what what I want is I want I want us to have a an identity on the pitch. I want us to have a playing style that we stick to every game, um, and that that allows us. You know, we we should be worried about we other teams should worry about how we play. We should be worried about how they play. So I want us to have an identity. I want us to have a playing style. Uh, I want us to play aggressive, uh, exciting football. Uh, I think we all know that we had that and that we, we all saw the point where it kind of went downhill, which was when we changed from having that style and started to change things around too much. Uh, and so that's what I want for the football club. And I want I want players who want to be at this football club. So um, none of those are negatives. That's what I want. I'm not saying that that isn't what we've got, but that's what I want. We, we, you, you, you cannot recruit effectively at any level if you don't have an identity and a playing style as a club. You have to have an identity, otherwise you can't recruit to it and you waste money. You waste money. And, and oh, so we've got to make sure that's, that's what we need for the football club so we can recruit at every level to that playing style and that identity and, and recruit effectively and bring players through into the first team. But yep. Otherwise, it becomes a very, very expensive mess. Agree fully, yep. Right, so you guys, any other questions that you want to, uh, to ask through? Just no, I mean... It, since no. it's slowing down a little it, bit. If it... <laughs> Honestly, if it could go wrong yesterday, it did go rocket. It's incredible, isn't it? I just sometimes you just got to smile, even though it just see what a great day for the club. It we were just. I think I think one thing it did show yesterday, in in amongst it all, is that football still matters and people still care, regardless of what's been said about the last three months. I think that came across loud and clear with obviously Phil on Twitter, people's reactions, people's reactions during before the game, etc. I think it just shows that. You know, it does. It matters. So we all we all care. You know, we absolutely. All care. It, it, it hurts all of us. Um, yeah. And, and, it, and, it, and it, it did hurt yesterday. And, and I think the thing that hurt the most was that I still don't know what happened. <laughs> I can't explain it. I don't think I don't think anyone can explain it. It just it was 
so just just so unexpected based on everything that had gone over the last five weeks, and yeah. it, it was just it, 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 it was a feeling of, of emptiness for me. I just didn't understand it. I just didn't understand it. The the quality of players that we have in that squad and that were on that pitch, and, and um, yeah, it just didn't make sense. Still doesn't. But there's no point dwelling on it. We've got a pick right, so our performance next Sunday, and, and for the next eight games, because we're in a proper fight, and we need Warriors. We need Warriors. Well, well, catch me the way games, Phil. Are you allowed to go? Yeah, I, yeah, I am allowed to go. Um, but um, I think that it's uh, it's you, you, you just have to pick and choose. I've got to, you know, you've got I've got to be very careful, and you've got to gauge, um, you know, where we're up to with COVID and things like that, and not take too many risks. But yeah, I, I'm, I am. Uh, uh, able to go to the away games and in, intending on going to them all. Yeah. Good. Don't watch it on I follow Phil. <laughs> 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 Phil, any news on the kit? Just finally, they just uh, we just got a couple on. Uh, I've, I'm looking at an Umbro bag currently in my office that contains all three kits for next season, and the kits are there. Umbro have got them. They're asking us when we want them, and we had lots of conversations yesterday that are ongoing about how. We do the kit launch and maybe doing it a little bit differently. You've also got to bear in mind that uh, no one's, very few people have sorted out any front of the shirt sponsors or any sponsors whatsoever for next season. Um, and there are conversations going on on that. And we've got to we've got to make a decision: do we launch them early without a sponsor, and that comes later, or do we wait until we've either got one sorted or decided whether or not we go with one. So, But the, 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 the all three kits are here. They are in the country. They are going to be in stock as and when we're ready. And so we're probably going to... I think it's going to take us two or three weeks to get to a point whereby we, we, we know what we're going to do. Uh, my, my personal preference, and I've said this throughout the season, is that I would like us to wear the new home kit in our last home game of the season. Like the good old days when we used to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd really like to do that. Um, um, you know, everyone's struggling at the minute financially and the foundation are finding it hard to raise money. So I also really like the idea of raffling off the kit launch to supporters to raise money for the foundation. So actually we can have supporters launching the kit and we can do that in a socially distanced way. Cosy uh, singing, couldn't you, Cosy? You could melt yeah. out a few tunes in one, maybe? Uh, I certainly like the idea of, of actually do, do, doing a raffle to, 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 to launch at least one of the kits for, for supporters uh, and businesses and, and to raise money for the foundation because they, they do a lot of very important work and it's hard to raise money at the minute. Um, and so um, we'll, we'll probably crystallise that over two or three weeks. But yeah, they're, they're here. I love them. Uh, they're all really, really good kits. I really like them. Um, and... Uh, Will be there'll be more news coming, and do you know what? I, th- I think that things like that you've got to you've got to gauge. You know, people people have been dying, and people are losing their jobs and, and being made redundant. And you know, I just maybe maybe it's not the right time either. Not not not, not the time for fanfare. Three new shirts, is it really? No, no not just yet. I think yeah. Just uh, just preempting a few things that people ask about it, Phil. Um, we've got a contract with Umbro for another couple of years, I think, haven't we? So it'll be an Umbro kit. Uh, just reading between the lines, it won't be Paddy Power next season by the sounds of it. Or who knows? <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. It's, this is the problem with live, isn't Sean, it? Sean, <laughs> come back, Sean. <laughs> come back, Sean. 
shot. <laughs> <laughs> right, roll back, roll back. This is, we need a 20-second delay, don't we? <laughs> it's, uh, uh, honest answer, I don't know, one, whether we'll have a kit sponsor or two, who that will be, genuinely. Um, and we've got a new commercial director, Andy, who only started on Monday, and he's already working hard on that, and we are having conversations. But, you know, there's a, there's a hell of a lot of businesses struggling. I mean, um, you know, we're, we're, we're at the start of a recession, so people are spending money. Uh, quite rightly, and we've got, you know, we, we are, as a club, we've planned for no commercial revenue next season, so anything, anything that we do gets a plus. So, um, and you know, we, we have we have got people that we're talking to, but um, no decision's been made. As far as the kit's concerned, we have made a decision on the kit and who's going to be doing it moving forward, and I won't take, steal any thunder from our media team or commercial team. That will be announced in the coming weeks, but again, uh, you know, things like that probably just aren't appropriate for, 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 for the right here and now, if I'm honest. Just, just one thing Fair before enough. we finish. I think we're, we're nearly on 11 o'clock, aren't we? Um, obviously, a big character in the football club is departing um, on the 24th. And we had him on podcast the other day, uh, Mr. Sean Jarvis, who's been, personally speaking, he's been phenomenal for the football club from the day he walked in the door. I think he'd be a big gloss for the football club. Um, just, just your thoughts on that, Phil, if you can. Uh, Sean has been an un- unbelievable at, at what he does for 14 years. He's been fantastic. He's done some amazing, tremendous things for the football club. He's been very much the face of the football club in recent years. He's, uh, he's a fantastic bloke. Uh, you couldn't wish to meet a nicer bloke uh, or a harder working man who uh, cares as much for the football club as, as Sean does. Um, and, you know, he will be a loss to the football club. He has my best wishes and my respects and we still speak on a, on an almost daily basis and will continue to do so. Uh, and yeah, there, those are big shoes to fill. And uh, it, it's, a, it's a big ask, but, you know, Sean um, wanted to, to move into a, a CEO role. He loves his cricket and he's from Leicestershire and the opportunity came along and he wanted to, he wanted to take that and, he, he, you know, he moves on with our... Love, best wishes, and thanks. He's a he's a top top guy. Cheats at golf, um, and uh, <laughs> and um, you know a, a, a nicer human being you, you, you couldn't wish to meet. So agreed. I, th- I think I think one thing on that is that obviously Sean, in amongst uh, Dean Zillis and what have you, was the, probably the, the person in the club that fronted up about everything to anyone that came forward, which was obviously gained him massive massive respect. And I think the the new guy coming in has got clearly got big shoes to fill and it'd be interesting to see whether or not he takes on the mantle of supporters sort of go to guys on social media etc no pressure but yeah I think we'll uh, maybe, maybe get Boothy on social media eh? something like that I don't do know. it do it let's have Boothy it's too, uh, too advanced for Boothy Phil I just want to say <laughs> thanks for coming on mate because Absolutely. After what happened yesterday with the game and obviously how well I follow went and then obviously you had some nice jousting last night on Twitter. It would have been so easy to sack it off and uh, I just think total respect for you. Whether people agree or disagree is another matter, mate, but to come on this platform this morning, we're, you know, really grateful. Thank you. 100%, yeah. There's a lot of support in the in the comments as well on YouTube. There's a lot of support for you as well, Phil. So, um, as, as always, the, I think the vast majority of fans are fully behind you. We all love the football club. We all care for the football club. You know, no one more so than me. Uh, it's a it's a tough job, but I've never shied away from from hard work in my life. I've never shied away from criticism, and I've never shied away from fronting things up. And I'm never going to change, despite David's 
David and Dean probably wishing that I would. Uh, it's just the way that I am. It, 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 it's it's going to be hard. It's going to continue to be hard. And but I've got I don't fear it. And we just all need to try and come together. And and, and it, that's a big ask from me. But you know, if we come together, it it it, it becomes less like hard work. And and so I hope that at some point in the near future that we can all come together again. And and, and I know. And, and everyone at the club knows that the starting point of that is what's delivered on the pitch. And, and that's where we've got to start. And hopefully we can we can do something about that in the next eight games and, and hopefully over the next sort of 12 months. Cheers, Phil. All we have to say is up the town. Enjoy, enjoy your golf. Cheers. Yeah, up the town. Cheers, bye. Thanks, bye. Phil. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via muck delivery afterwards. Three points, nut nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.